And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity, but this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago, and now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood. And as you know, I interview influential people around the country, around the globe, really people have personal stories that I really, um, that I feel connected to. And so this next guest is someone that I feel connected to. I've never even met her, but I read her bio and I just love the fact that what she's doing, which is she's a female, she's a powerhouse, she's a badass. Don't worry, you'll get to meet her. But honestly, she's someone that is out there helping everyone, including women, just being that woman entrepreneur she is and an advisor she is, is actually being able to be somebody to be a voice and be that person for women in helping the finances. And many of you know my personal story of going through a personal bankruptcy and going through foreclosure, all that lovely, horrible stuff. And yet at the same time, you know, I was never taught at a very young age about my finances. So I just love the fact that when I see women in the financial field. So look, without further ado, let me introduce you to, to Rebecca Walser. Rebecca. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I love the fact that you're in New York City today. You're at the yes. New York Stock Exchange. I am. Yes. Thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So that's why it's all grainy and all good stuff. And I love the fact that you did that. And earlier in the green room, she like busted out the uh, hotel lamp. (laughs) We're doing this. I'm like so resourceful. That's such a woman. Improvision. Improvision. You know how you got to do it. Yes. Got to do it. So let's, let's, let's kind of create the possibility of who you are. So understand I'm going to get, I'm going to give people your bio and I'm going to kind of hand you the floor so you can kind of share your story. But, um, you are very unique, challenging conventional financial wisdom while leveraging her background as an international financial consultant and tax attorney. She has built a national practice where she is, she is cu- acutely effective at tackling the two biggest threats to wealth, building our control in America. Her first book, Wealth Unbroken, Growing Wealth Uninterrupted by Market Crashes, Taxes, and Even Death, was released in 2018 and has hit number one bestseller status, of course, on Amazon in multiple businesses and personal finance categories. And I'll just share now, she was also named by Investor Investopedia as one of the top 100 influential advisors in America in 2018. And of course, she's a woman. So that's to me like the best, right? So the win, <laughs> the win right? Yeah. So let's, I mean, this is pretty interesting. So you have a background in financial consultant, tax attorney. Can you just kind of as a, give us an overview of how, how did you get where you're at today? 
Yeah, absolutely, Heather. You know, something you said resonated with me that you weren't really taught about finance, and I wasn't either. Both of my parents sort of ironically came from quite a bit of money. And uh, I have found, especially in my working career, working with wealthy families, they really ruin their children. They don't teach their children the value of a dollar. Their children grow up. And either they have no sense of direction or purpose, and I'm really generalizing obviously here, or they just are a financial disaster. And my parents, I won't say that that's their case, but they didn't understand the value of dollar because it never was a part of their life growing up. And my father and mother had four children and four years on a naval enlisted officer pay salary. So it was a difficult uh, financial childhood. My first memory of money, my first memory of anything is of money. And it was basically me turning on the light in the bathroom and the light not coming on and literally finding my mom and saying, mom, you know, the lights aren't, the lights aren't working. The lights broken in the bathroom. And you know, they had to sit me down and explain to me what bills were and money was and that they didn't have the money to pay the light bill. And I think that happening for me at such a young impressionable age seared into me. Wow. I got to figure this thing out called money and bills and make sure that I do it uh, the right way. And I have been obsessed. I mean, I have not wasted, I have three different college degrees and I have not taken one credit hour, one credit hour that I did not use towards graduation. I knew exactly what I was doing from day one and I've never gotten off that track. So really Heather, my undergrads in finance, I worked when I was 22 years old, I was reporting to the global managing partner of financial services uh, based in London for PricewaterhouseCoopers. I did that for years, a lot of international travel, uh, got to be too much actually. And um, then I came domestic back to the US and really worked at at and and IBM, the part of them that was basically merging. And then I went to law school, went to University of Florida, go Gators. And um, then I went to New York University here in New York City for my advanced law degree in taxation. They have the best program in the country here. And so I came back here to New York to basically practice tax and practice tax for a while, but it was really hard for me to practice just law when my whole background was finance. And so that's how I opened my own wealth advisory, combining tax law and finance together. Can't hear her for some reason. Heather, I, I lost you. No worries. No worries. I'm, I'm here okay. right here. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, I thought I was an overachiever. You're officially the gauntlet of that. <laughs> officially been passed on. Wow, that's very impressive. No kidding. Thank you. Thank you. Um, really impressive. So why did you go back to law school? If you, it sounded like you had a great career in finance or, yeah. or whatnot. What was the like, oh, I need to go back to law? You know, I feel like um, education for me when I was young I felt like that was going to be my ticket to financial stability and success. And I graduated at the top of my class in cum laude, an undergrad, and I felt like I would always get a postgraduate degree. So it was always either an MBA or something. In my international work, an MBA started to seem sort of irrelevant because Europe doesn't care if you have an MBA. Asia doesn't care if you have an MBA from the United States you know, as college. So law started to become more of an issue, taxes specifically. When you're, when you're practicing finance at the level I was, tax strategy and tax planning it starts to become what you really need to look at. And so for me, I wanted to know everything there was to know about taxes. And in order, in order to do that in a legal sense, you have to become a lawyer. So that's sort of how law came to be is, is I really wanted to have the full picture 
of how to build wealth and how to make sure that someone can't take it away from you as you build it, you know, legally, which of course is yeah. the, is the government. So that's where tax law really came in. That's pretty, well, that's, that's awesome. That's pretty powerful. Okay. So here you are now. And we talked a little bit about in the green room, what you're doing now, because I, I was, uh, you corrected me, which is great. I said, like, well, there's a ton of financial advisors and you're like, well, there's a ton of financial, women financial advisors, and then there's women who have their own firm. So let's kind of talk about what the difference is. So I mean, there's obviously many women financial advisors, but you're unique. And yeah. let's, like, could you describe what that looks like in the financial world? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to. So, you know, there are, females are underrepresented in financial advising in general. So for yeah. sure, to be a female in this world, it is a world that is male dominated, has been male dominated for since forever. So we are making strides in financial advising as, you know, female advisors. But what's even more male-dominated is the actual advisory practices. It is very rare that you have a female-owned advisory. And that's what my practice is. It's, you know, I am the principal of Wellster Wealth. And so that, that is really rare. I'll give you an example. I'm independent. And so when, when you're independent, you have sort of camaraderies or you, you have associations that you join of other independent groups. And one of the groups I'm a part of is one, is one of the largest groups in the entire country. And between all of the groups, they represented somewhere in the north of $6 billion of new money last year and the investment world, basically of, you know, at management of assets of $6 billion. And of all of the groups that are associated with that, there's like less than 20 that are female owned. So it is very rare. And that's a little bit upsetting, but I think it's changing, you know. I mean, I think men or, or a lot of people actually, you know, Heather, there's a lot of sexist um, the perceptions still out there that men are just smarter in the area of finance or men are – and actually, I don't mean to be sexist the other way, but actually we have found with studies – that women have a natural intuition that leads them financially in the right direction more often than, than men. And I know that it's going to shock a lot of people, but there are studies that have been done that are, that are sort of supporting this women's intuition in the financial arena. So it's not true that men are naturally better at it. I think it's just been the way we've come from and we just have to keep working to get it more, you know, equal. No, I, I concur. I've, I've actually read those studies as well. I mm -hmm. think that, um, the conversation around money and women is just that, you know, with my father, he just didn't talk to me about money because I was, a, I was a girl, you know what yeah. I mean? He didn't sit mm -hmm. me down. Like there's a, there's a commercial out there. I can't remember which one it's for some big firm or, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, yeah. price water, whatever. And there's this, the whole, the whole the commercial is the dad having him talk, having his daughter talk to his financial advisor and who happens to be a woman on the, you know, in the commercial and she, he wants to set her up. Like I'm helping you get your, you know, first, whatever set up. Right. And in my head, I mean, of course it was very great commercial, obviously, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Right. right. But, and again, I, I know what they're doing. They're obviously trying to tap into the market and I get mm -hmm. it from a marketing standpoint, but in my head, I'm like, that crap never happened in my world. <laughs> less any of my, you know no one in my world had that right so right. with a double woman in one man I was like no 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 no, <laughs> no, no yeah no. Um, no. And I I can't again, I'm not dissing but at the same time I feel like it's time to say it yeah it's time to say why is it men yeah. you're not sitting your daughters down and saying I want to do the first trade with you 
Yeah. Let's do a trade on, you know, yeah. let's put some money in and do some trading. I mean, why is it? I mean, I'm in conversation right now with people. I'm constantly pulling it towards me about mm-hmm. different things. I'm actually in Bitcoin and having conversations about that. But yeah, absolutely. I'm to pull it towards me because it's like a secret society that yeah. when a woman knocks, maybe the old days, like when you're maybe when you're a kid or at least on movies, you walk on the knock on the door and you're like, Hey, you know, I want to come in. They're like, this is a boy's club. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, like why? Because money affects me. Right. So, I get that. And, and just to be straight and here, you know, for, for me, I grew up in a very Southern home, you know, and there's only three things my mom wanted for me, which was marry someone really wealthy, have lots of babies and always look good. And yeah. one out of three ain't bad. Cause I'm not married. <laughs> I have no kids. So, you know, boy, yeah, mom. I got so, um, <laughs> Hey, they say that what you push your kids to, they'll go the opposite direction. So she should have told you, look, get, be single, get fat and have, you know, no kids. And you would have gone the other way. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So now it's like, make my own money. My kids are my dogs. And right. I always look good when I leave the house. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> Let's go back to you. So your book came out. Let's talk about your book and why you wrote it. Yeah. You know, I, I have a really unique perspective because I did start and I did work in finance, pure finance for over a decade. And then I went to the law side. So there's very few, you know, being a female advisory is rare, but it's, it's, it's also very rare, more rare to be an advisory that actually is also an, in tax law and has a tax specialty. Um, and what I have discovered over the last 20 years of working is we have really severe wealth deficiencies in America. And this message is not getting out. In fact, I feel like every day I am battling the huge financial conglomerate of all of industry that still wants to tell people, you know, maximize your 401k, which is, you know, beyond the match, we want, we never want to advise anyone not to take free money. So the the match is free money, but really beyond the employer match, 401k pre-tax, pre-tax wealth building in 2018 is relic, is a relic of advice and it hurts my ears and I really believe it's borderline malpractice. And the reason I say that with such passion and I've been interviewed by the Journal of Accountancy and I told them the same thing. The reason I say that is because we have the lowest tax rates right now that we've had almost in 30 years, three decades. And we are telling people to not use those tax rates and not leverage them and not pay taxes now because some future date when they retire, they'll pay less because they're making less and we're missing the boat. There will not be lower taxes in the future. In fact, our country is due for a tax reckoning, the size of which we have never seen. And pre-tax wealth is going to come back around and bite so many people in the money behind. And they're going to go back to their CPAs and say, how come? You told me to do this. I could have paid tax at 12 or 17%. And now in retirement, because the government has no money and all these people are on Social Security and Medicare and we can't afford the benefits, I'm paying 30%. I'm paying more. How could you have told me not to to do this? How come you didn't warn me? And we've got to stop the madness. So are you saying, this is great. This is good stuff. So are you saying, suggesting or advising, whatever word you want to say, that, that, your advice is to not do that and just, just to basically invest with tax dollars now. The, the advice is take the free money. So maximize your contribution to get the free money. But beyond the free money, I would not advise anybody in any circumstance to put one penny of money 
into a pre-tax account because a pre-tax account only works for anybody and any tax bracket if the tax rates they have in the future are less. That's it. Okay. Okay. So you're saying, so let's, let's break it down for the audience, right? Right. So you make a thousand dollars, right? That's taxable. Mm -hmm. Get tax on the money. Yep. And then put it into whatever, let's say mutual fund or, or, or stocks, whatever. Or right. Roth, if you can, if you can qualify for Roth. Never okay, yeah, again. so for Roth, so put it into yeah. the Roth because it's taxed mm -hmm. and yep. then put it into the Roth. And now that it's taxed, so so explain that. So in the future, when yeah, you're going absolutely. to retire, so tell, tell people how that works. So people, so the Roth is a, a vehicle that allows money to never be taxed again, and that includes the growth. So there are in some income limits. Like, for example, if you make over 180000 as a married couple, you are what we call income phased out of the Roth. You can't use the Roth unless it's offered through your employer, in which case the income limits don't apply. But if you do not have a Roth employer offered plan and you're just doing the Roth outside on your own, there are some income limits. But for those people that are under the income limits, instead of putting money into, into a traditional 401k or IRA, they can put money into a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA, which basically means they pay the tax tax up front, Heather, so they pay the tax on the $1,000 of earnings. Now the net number goes into the Roth, but now it can grow the rest of your life and you can ac access it the rest of your life. And even the growth will be tax-free for the rest of your life. So no matter how big that account grows to, they will never be taxed again on all of that money. And so wow. that versus building an account pre-tax and letting it grow and grow and grow. And, the, and then owing ordinary income tax, which is, our, by the way, our highest income tax rate, or owing ordinary income tax on all of the growth mm -hmm. just is ludicrous in 2018 with the $21 trillion you know, uh, total federal debt. You know, it's so... so <laughs> By the way, this makes total sense to me. I mean, it really, really does. It really makes sense to me. And just so you know, and people don't, a lot of people don't know this, I started out as a, um, a financial advisor assistant when I was like 19. Um, wow. I didn't know what I was doing. But <laughs> there's but a lot of at Marco Island, right? <laughs> right, because I'm Marco Island, right? Exactly. But it was actually in Dallas. And I remember you know, he was a sales guy. So he was just sell, 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 sell. Yeah. I did the pre interview and then he would close them on whatever. And then they would give, he'd give me all the data of their data. And then I would put it in the computer and I'd make the reports and then he would never even look at the reports right wow. until he like walked into the, you know, Oh, you know, Dr. Mr. And Mrs. Smith are here. Do you have Mr. Smith Smith report, you know, marketing plan or whatever business plan or financial plan. Yeah. And then he would read it as he was like selling it. And I always thought, to, and it put a bad taste in my mouth financial advising because I was kind of on the trajectory of like, I really want to understand financial, you know, financial advising because of my background. And it put me this bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, well, he doesn't really care about them. Yeah. He just wants to sell them. And it was like next, 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 next. He had this little machine going on. He was like one of the top ones in Dallas at the time with American Express Financial Advisors. I can say that now because they're no longer correct. But um, I was <laughs> like, it. <laughs> and then I was like 23. I just got my degree. And then AXA, are they still around? Anyway, AXA yes. reached out to me and wanted me to be a financial advisor. And mm -hmm. I remember, I was actually interested, but I remember going to their offices a couple times for interviews and conversations and stuff like that. And I just have to share with you, I mean, I'm 23 and I just, it just felt like, you know, it's the, it's the old wood, you know, oh, yeah. and everyone's mm -hmm. in blue tops or something. It's just like, it had this like, blue suits. <laughs> it was like this staleness, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do I visualize myself working here? And I was like, no, 
I just can't be around these <laughs> guys much longer. They're driving me crazy, you know, right, yeah. but um, I probably should have done it. Who knows how my life would have turned out differently, but who knows at the same time, that was the, that was my, um, introduction to financial advising. Yeah. It's kind of this stoic, you know, boring conversations. And yeah. I remember sitting in the, what I call the bullpen, you know, talking about the bullpen and I'm the only female. Other oh, yeah. than the assistants and the mm-hmm. person answering the phone. Uh, of course. Of course. Of course. And so I thought, you know, God, do I really want to go up this battle? You know, and I, I decided, no, I didn't. So I ended up going to telecommunications, which of course was all men too. So whatever, <laughs> just ended up going, every industry I've been in has been all men. So anyway, back to your book, the book itself, although I love the advice, the book itself self is for who, and do you really talk to women in the book at all? I do have a little bit specifically for a women's message. The message is really for Americans. So I wrote the book because I can have an impact in my financial practice and and we are doing everything we can to get our message out as much as we possibly can, you know. However, as you know, Heather, it's so hard when you have such a big message to reach as many people as you possibly could with other mediums. Like you've written several books as yourself. So, you know, the book was a way to be able to get the message disseminated to as many many Americans as possible because someone's going to watch your podcast and hear the book mentioned and mention to a friend who's going to mention to a friend and it's going to be, you know, you know, um, six degrees of separation, hopefully. And the book is just going to get out there and it's doing well so far, but the book is really a message to explain the lunacy of the traditional financial advice that we're getting and why have nothing about our life is the same. I mean, you know, I remember when I was in, I think high school, that the DOS printers had just come out and you would do like, it was word perfect and you'd have to hit control P to print. And I still use control P to this day, you know, and you have to rip the paper off the side. So, I mean, nothing is the same on our life. You know, we've got, you know, phones that are more, more powerful than that, that printer back or, you know, that computer back from high school, nothing's the same. And yet we saw the same advice financially as from the eighties, it's crazy. And so we have to get this message out and and the book is the one way to do that. There are some specific things for women that affect women more, you know, differently than men with financial planning and financial advice. And for those things, we do tangentially touch on that in the book. The book is more of an overall message, but maybe the second book more, more towards women, that women definitely have some more specific planning needs than men have. We live longer, but we live more sickly. So we do have more planning needs around long-term care, healthcare planning needs that we have taken take into consideration. We also have taken into consideration that we're usually some kind of healthcare provider or, you know, we're the caretaker either of, either of a parent or some kind of child potentially. And those interrupt our earning years. And so our natural total wealth building creation ability over our lifetime, just because of where we still are in America is less than a male, just naturally still, unfortunately. And so we have to account for that. You know, where are we going to be? Because we have these maybe potential interruptions. If someone's parent is, you know, passing away and we need to take three months off to, to see that process through, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things are usually falling to, falling to women. So we have to just be prepared and plan for these things. Which people don't, and, and women aren't inside of those conversations. But first yeah. of all, let's, I want to go back to what you first said. Sure. Everything's changed. Yeah. Right? I remember when the phone was like, you do the rotary. Of course. Right? <laughs> the rotary dial. Yeah. <laughs> I now forget that. Oh, but like, those phones are actually cool now, though. They're like retro. Like, they sell them again, but they're cool now. <laughs> right. Like, one. 
Yep. Two. Wait, okay. Yep. So <laughs> same generation. Everything has changed. Communication's changed. I mean, you're in New York. I'm in Austin. I can see you. I can hear you. I mean, this is yep. just crazy if you think about it in the 80s, right? Or the 90s. So yep. this is all changed, but you're right. I was just listening to, I think every city nowadays has a, a financial advising uh, radio show, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I had the opportunity um, to work with a financial advising company that in um, Florida. <clears throat> and I'm having to be careful, but I, when I worked with them, I, I found out cause they have a radio show. I found out through them that they're part of like a marketing company and that all the radio shows, all the, like the little ones across the country, okay. um, all have scripts or scripts. So he just like shows up and like has a script. So all of them are scripted with mm. the same advice, right? So it's not his advice, mm. not really him. It's yeah. the, organization and they all put them on the radio and they all, you know, they're all promoting their own show of their own financial advising, obviously. And in that area, obviously. Right. But, um, and my, and I'm just sharing this with you because I was brought in to consult on marketing and sales. And I, they said that their numbers were down to bring people into the seminar, you know, like that. And I said, well, let me see your copy. Let me see what you're presenting. And I think you'd find this funny. I did. Yeah. yeah. So now we're going to get, we're in Southwest Florida. So, you know, the average age is 60, 70 at this point. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they sent me all their stuff and I said, this is what you're selling. And they go, yeah. And it's this direct mail piece with a huge steak on it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, are you selling steak? No, we're selling them to come to the seminar to have a steak. And then we sell them into financial advising. I'm like, how's that working? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, no one's coming. I'm like, it's because you're trying to sell a steak. Right? Like, Don't sell a steak. What are you doing? You know, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Not that funny. But again, they go, well, our marketing company, whatever this conglomerate was, told us that that works. I'm like, okay, well, is it working? And they're like, no. But my point is, like you said, it's like one of those things where it's worked for so long, or it's just the advice that's been there for so long, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they don't realize that people, people alter people's desires, needs, wants are altering and yeah. things are changing mm-hmm. and they're not keeping up with it. That's right. Yeah. You're right, Heather. And you know, it's, it's irritating to me. I got to tell you because I'm someone who has a radio show that's on iHeartRadio that's national. And I do that show every week with my own content. So to hear that people are just given a script and they can just show up and they don't know what they're talking about. That is quite upsetting. Um, but I got to tell you, sometimes I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? I don't know. And I got to, I've got to go and do the research and, and figure it out and make the show worthwhile. So, you know, People though can see through that too, right, Heather? I mean, it's like, yeah, the yeah. steak is the problem with the leading with the steak, obviously, but also the radio content. That, you know, if they're here in this can, sort of, you're just reading it as you go. That's not going to work either, you know. From a yeah. market. Well, and just the other, just this Sunday, past Sunday, I was I went to the station because I was driving. I knew it was on, and they were saying exactly what you're saying, opposite of, right? You know, max out your. 401k everything everything right it was like this whole coverage for like 20 minutes right and why and the taxes and everything that you were like 
the opposite. So I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, that's what I'm telling you. It's so rare. I mean, the financial services industry has got the same message over and over and nobody is talking about the tax impact. It's not about how much you build if you build it in the wrong bucket. If you build it in the bucket where the government can just take a big chunk out of it and siphon off of it and bleed you dry for the rest of your life, what good does it do us to build wealth in that bucket? And these advisors are not telling their clients this. It's terrible. And we've got to fix it. And this is one of my ways to, to, to combat it is writing this book so that if there's somebody that I can't personally reach through whatever mediums I'm on, they hear some from somebody else from somebody else who gets in this book and they get in their hands and they say, oh my gosh, no one's ever told me this before. Do you know, I hear that like a hundred times a week. No one's ever told me this before because they're hearing the mainstream message from everywhere else right. and it's the same blah, blah, blah. They tune it out because they've heard it so much. Right. It's like the same conversation over and over again. Exactly. So tell, where can people find the book and where people find the iHeartRadio? You know, what's the name of your show? Yeah, it's called Wealth Strategies. It's on iHeartRadio WWMI on Saturdays and Sundays. And the book is, of course, on Amazon. And so you just go to Amazon and type in my name or you can type in uh, Wealth Unbroken and you'll, it'll pop right up. So if people want to listen to your show, but time shifted like a podcast, are you on yeah. Okay. It, it is on our website, which is Walser Wealth, Walser, W-A-L-S as in Sam, E-R, WalserWealth.com. And there is an In the Media tab. And on the In the Media tab takes us to Omni, where all of our actual you oh, know, past shows can be downloaded as a podcast. Yep. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, this has been really helpful. I mean, I, I highly suggest I'm going to go get your book. Um, oh, thanks, Heather. Yeah. No, I'm get well, your I, book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're a sexy boss. I'm going to definitely give you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh my gosh. Of course. One sexy boss to another, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, loved your, I loved your handle. I was like, that's so cool that she, you had the, you had the audacity to be brave. I love that about you. Cause it's like, you know, you can just be another one in the wind and you, you have to have the, that audacity and that's going to take you very far. So good for you. Thank, you. Thank you. I got a lot of hell from, for that, from a lot of women. <laughs> really? I did. Yeah. Especially after the Me Too movement. It was, uh, I got a lot of that. Yeah. So, well, you know, you, it's got to be backed up by substance and that's where you come in. You know, it's not just, uh, not backed up with substance. You've got the, the brain to back it up. So, yeah, I mean, sexy boss is who you are. Sexy boss it, it is about owning who you are in all areas of your life. Right? Yeah. And why, why not? Yeah. You should, you should call it what it is, you know? Now, now we can't be pretty and smart. I mean, come on. Actually, I actually, Heather, I have had that experience as well. Like some of the okay. stuff on Instagram or some of our social media that we post and it's a, it's, uh, it's not, a, I mean, believe me, I'm a financial professional, so I'm not posting any kind of inappropriate picture in any sense of the word. I'm wearing right. dresses. And yet I still get women saying, oh, you know, um, you're trying to get things being pretty. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a tax attorney <laughs> and a certified financial planner. And if I am pretty, am I supposed to like wear like my hair? Like am I supposed to like, what do you like want a me to do? Bun? Right. This is, this is who I am. <laughs> I'm sorry if you are upset that I have, you know, you could consider me pretty. Um, I'm still smart. And that's what I'm trying to, to be about is no. being about the message. I'm not trying to go out there and, you know, I'm not in a bikini on my Instagram. Come on. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I totally get it. I've had, I've gotten the same thing. And I think that that's why it's, you're, you know, you're a badass, you're a sexy boss. And I bet you, when you walk into your room, you know, you, there's just conversations that happen. So, and it's just part of it. It's just part of the deal. And it's, con it's a constant conversation and we're moving through it. And I think the more women out there like yourself that are saying, Hey, I am smart and I have the credentials and I got great advice. And not only that, 
you're bucking the system, which, which is what I love about you. Like, you're like, no, that whole advice thing for 20 years. No, 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 it's not it. And exactly. I mean, honestly, I've had other financial people on here and they've had the same message. Not as you, as the, you know, as I know, I, I got you. I, I knew it wasn't the same as me. It's very rare. I mean, it's just, there's just a lot, of, not a lot of people that, and yeah. unfortunately, Heather, you know, it's going to hit America in the face and they're going to be so mad. They're going to be like, oh, what? I did this wrong. And I got all this advice from all these major advisory firms telling me this is what I should have been doing. I mean, I have clients come to me every day, millions of dollars in IRAs millions of dollars in IRAs. And until they heard my message, they were planning to just go through retirement with it all in that bucket. Good luck to them. So it just, it can't happen. You've got to make a choice. One thing, one financial tip that I'll leave everybody with, because this is very important. People think if they make too much money, they cannot leverage the Roth. It's not true right now. And it's going to go away because they already proposed to do away with it in the last, the last tax code change. But right now, People that have already built wealth in either the 401k or the IRA, doesn't matter how much you make, you could be Jeff Bezos, okay? And if you, he has an IRA, he can convert that to a Roth because the conversion, which is called a backdoor Roth conversion, is not income determinative. It's not, you know, there's not an income test on it. So if you've already built wealth in an IRA or a 401k and you are hearing my message and saying, I do not want to go down this road, you can convert it to a Roth no matter how much you make even if you stopped working. So if you're retired, you have money in IRA traditional and you say, I want to move to a Roth, Rebecca, you can do that. doesn't matter. So right now we still have that opportunity. And so people think that they can't because they're either already retired or they make too much money and they just count it. And that is not, you can do it. So you that's a message to get out there. You absolutely okay. can do it and you should do it as fast as possible. Well, I have an yeah. IRA, so I'm already like, okay, I'm going to call them and Convert it. So yeah. It's not that much at this point. You know what I mean? So it's like, why Convert not? Convert it because it. pay the tax while the taxes are low. Pay the taxes right. and while taxes are low. Yeah. Right. That's smart. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, y'all. So it's like sexy boss times two right here. That's what that is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm officially giving you that title. You Thank can you. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll take it with a badge of honor. Thank well, you. Heather. Yeah. You can walk into the New York Stock Exchange and you're like, sexy boss. Just, <laughs> just want to let y'all know I'm here. Everyone. Yep. They'd be That's like, awesome. what? <laughs> oh, believe me. I got some looks today. <laughs> right. oh, I'm sure you did. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood. Please, please, please go check out Rebecca. Go get her book right away. It's Rebecca Walser. That's W-A-L-S-E-R. Go, go get a book on Amazon. Go listen to her show and her name of her, your, her website again is walserwealth.com. I'll spell it W-A-L-S-E-R wealth.com. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate you very, very much. And, uh, you know, you truly are a sexy boss and thank you for your message that you're helping not only women, but anyone out there who really wants to create wealth today. So thank yeah. Thank you so much for having me. We really had a great time. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with heatherhavenwood.com. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, 
abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.